This episode is brought to you by Depends Adult Diapers. Never have to stand up from Red Zone again, just like Scott Hansen. The Squib Kick. Welcome back to the Squib Kick. This is week four, and we're still going strong. I'm here with Drew and Jeff, uh, and this is Sebs. Today, this week, we'll be going over um, just some of the things we saw from last week. It was an incredible week, am I right? Um, Absolutely. And we'll be diving into some more of our segments that we utilized last week. Uh, unfortunately, we do not have a guest this week, but we'll be... Looking forward to more guests coming on in the upcoming weeks. All right. So uh, I guess we could kick it off with our brow razor segment, just like we did last week. I like that one. (laughs) Football. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I can start with my brow razor from last week. One thing that opened my eyes was uh, AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones combining for 10 fantasy points. Uh, Did not look great. They were going against the Buccaneers defense, who ranks pretty high against the run. Um, as you can tell from the past two seasons, they've just been dominant in that category. Um, I, I do think they can definitely bounce back against New England this week, but um, didn't look too good for them. What do you guys think? Yeah, they were going against the Bucks defense, second best in the league, probably behind the Bills. Tough to do too much against that, but I'm still shocked that they combined for 10. I thought one of them would have at least hit double digits. I don't know. Um, Especially after the week Aaron Jones was coming off of dropping, it was over 30, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I don't expect that to be standard for them, just a fluke week. I expect them both to bounce back for week four. Yeah, and it was was unfortunate that Jack had them both and started them both. It was tough. It's not a bad play, but it just didn't work out last week. Yeah, I mean, they both had 12 carries. Both had pretty similar stat lines. Uh, combined, they were 24 carries for 68 yards. That's yeah, 2.83 a carry. That's, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to need a lot more than 12 carries to get to get anything done for fantasy, or you're going to need to get in the end zone, which neither of them did, I don't think. No, they didn't. Um, yeah, I think – I want to say – I want to say uh, – Packers might have had a couple like opportunities inside the ten or near the goal line, and they ended up scoring a touchdown on on a pass, I believe. Yeah. So, just kind of you know the utilization wasn't there this week. It's kind of a tough break for Jack, but I agree with you guys that I don't. I think this is just kind of a fluke week. I don't. I don't see anything to be too concerned about here. Rogers looked better. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. good. That's that's good for yeah. good for the Packers for sure. All right. I think we can move on. Um, so up next, we got Hollywood Brown dropping 30 points this week. Um, this was definitely his biggest week since coming to Arizona. I think he set a career high for targets. Um, so I, I don't expect this to be consistent. Obviously, these are career high numbers right here. Uh, but he's finding his place in Arizona now. I think he's going to continue to do bigger things than he did the first two weeks of the season. And I'd definitely slot him in my lineup, that's for sure. 
Yeah, man. Caught 14 of his 17 targets for 140 yards. Not even a touchdown, still dropped 30 points. It's That's pretty wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely a big outing from him, especially with Hopkins coming back. I agree. I, I don't think that'll be that'll be uh, as consistent moving forward, but it's definitely something to look out for. Maybe him and Kyler found their connection, the one they shared back in Oklahoma. Yeah, and I just want to reiterate what Subs just said. 17 targets. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Like that, I mean, that's that's how many he had through the first two weeks. And, you know, week two was an 11-target game. That's a, that's another pretty high target mark. But 17 targets. It, it 30 Obviously, 30 fantasy points, in, you know, full PPR. 30 fantasy points is a ton. It almost feels like with 17 targets, he should have had, like, 200 like, yards, yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Like, exactly. that, that is an absurd amount of targets, but that yeah, sounds... it was a great week for... for Especially with his big playability, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a great week for him. All, All right, right, Drew, yeah, you got your um, brow razor? Yeah, so uh, my brow razor this past week was Devontae Smith, uh, wide receiver for the Philadelphia good. Eagles. He looked so good. Dude, I, I'll tell you what, and I'll go, I might go on a little bit of a tangent here, but I was, I was at the game... Um, in DC and he was he just looked so good. He his stat line was eight for one sixty nine and a touchdown, thirty two fantasy points. That came on twelve targets. Uh there was a play right like right as the half was about to expire. They threw they threw one down, like they threw one a pretty deep one to him, you know, towards the towards the goal line. He didn't get into the end zone. He was so close. And they they quick ran a hurry up play and Hertz just Threw one into the corner of the end zone and let Smith go up and make a play. He yep. he just looked so good. He led the Eagles uh, pass catchers in targets, snaps, yards, and receptions, and tied with AJ Brown for the for the lead in touchdowns. With they both had one. So I mean, twelve targets in the in the previous two weeks he had eleven targets combined. So it, it seems that um, they're kind of. You know, figuring out this offense. Um, in the, in the first week, AJ Brown just kind of dominated the, the the targets and and the receptions, everything. And and Devontae Smith actually, you know, put up a zero in week one. So it's really nice, especially as an Eagles fan, to see uh, they're getting they're getting Smitty involved. Um, you know, and as last year's first round pick, I was super high on him, and I think the Eagles have an incredible, uh, you know, one A and one B there with, yeah. with AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. 169 yards. 169. I mean, come on. You got to get fucking pumped over that. <laughs> that, that was, and, that I was mean, insane. dude, that was with A.J. Brown in the mix. A.J. Brown still put up 19 points while Devontae got his. So, I mean, you look forward. You see A.J. Brown getting a lot of touches, a lot of points. I don't think that's going to cut into Devontae Smith's. I don't think week one the game plan was centered around him. But, I mean, Going forward, they can both be huge parts of this offense, huge parts of your fantasy team, both of them. Yeah, and the main thing here, Jalen Hurts looked fearless that game, just chucking it. You know, uh, I saw a stat said the Eagles have passed on 60% of first and second downs. That's that's crazy. And you would have never assumed that from the past five years at the Eagles of Eagles football. And... Um, and it's really nice to see they got A.J. Brown definitely opens things up for Devontae Smith. And uh, even A.J. Brown still had a good game, dropped 19 fantasy points. Um, but, yeah, really exciting time for Philadelphia. 
before we move on, do you guys have any, I mean, it, it, it doesn't really matter what you say. It's all speculation. But what do you think was up with that zero week one? Like, you think he just wasn't playing great? You think well, he had just four, wasn't? He had four targets. I didn't watch that. Yeah. I didn't watch that in particular. Did you notice anything, Drew? Yeah. Um, I I don't know. It it seemed it seemed to me that um, I don't know whether it was by offensive design or whether it was just uh, you know Jalen Hurts getting excited about his new weapon. But it it looked like the passing game was centered around AJ Brown week one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They found a little bit more balance in week two and three. And like I said, Devontae Smith actually out you know got more targets than AJ Brown this past week. So. As this offense kind of integrates AJ Brown, and uh, you know, as a as a solid piece to it, um, you know, Hertz is just kind of figuring out, you know, his weapons and, and stuff like that. So I think I think that first week was more of a fluke. I think that obviously, I think this week is also a little bit you know high for what Devontae Smith is going to do. Yeah. But I think Devontae Smith is a is a a great great number two receiver to have or you know, 1A, 1B in the NFL, and I think he'll be a really solid asset for for fantasy moving forward. Yeah. Right on. I agree. How wet were your pants? That came to (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Dude. So, so again, um, watching this game in person was awesome. Yeah. And, you know, having Jalen Hurts and watching this game in person was awesome. Yeah. Little bit of a bummer that uh, Mason played the Eagles defense against me because oh yeah, <laughs> it was oh my gosh I threw fantasy out the window as soon as I started watching it though because every time Carson Wentz got sacked the Eagles fans were Dude, going nine sacks nuts nine sacks every time he got and I I will say this Wentz looked awful yeah dude what did I say he looked yeah awful. dude he was he was overthrowing guys he was. I mean the sack the sacks aren't all on him, but right. you know he yeah. But it, you, you saw high sack numbers with him in Philly with a better O line than Washington has. I think part of it is on him. Yeah, no, no, no. That, part, uh, I'm not part saying of it all. for sure. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was it was it was refreshing and reassuring to to watch that in person. To watch you know our old quarterback mm-hmm. versus our new quarterback, and our new quarterback looked so much better and. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's not like Wentz doesn't have the weapons. Maybe the O-line is down, but he's still got McLaurin. Curtis Samuel has looked good this year. Jahan Dotson, like... Well, he he probably... Right now... <sighs> man, I was going to say, right now might be the best weapons overall that Carson Wentz has ever had in you the think? NFL. Yeah. I mean, with that, with those with those starting three at receiver, I mean, the, the Super Bowl year, yeah, Ertz was, was really good still. Alshon Jeffrey was having a great year. Yeah. Aguilar had a solid year, but like uh, Jordan Matthews on that team. Ah uh, man, I don't. He know. If, like he, he, if he was, Tor- he was Torrey forgettable. Smith, yeah. Torrey Smith yeah. was on that team, but like, oh, yeah, but like, right. like Jahan Dotson is the uh, first, uh, former first round pick, up and coming rookie. Looks pretty good. He did have a bad drop in this game, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but he looks good. Uh, Terry McLaurin just got paid a bunch of money because he's a pretty good receiver. And Curtis Samuel, I mean, if you don't remember, he got paid a bunch of money yeah. last offseason. He didn't play much at all last season because he was hurt. Last season, I was really high on him going into the year and unfortunately got hurt. And then this year, forgot all about him. Now he's looking pretty solid. But, like, yeah, he's got a he's got a trio, a pretty good trio of receivers. He has a pretty solid running back, Antonio Gibson. Not Nothing special at tight end, but Logan Thomas is, you know. Yeah. 
not a not a bum. Right. Yeah. So I you know I I think this and and we saw it the first the first two weeks. So with Wentz you know being good. Yeah. I think it's going to be more of a. Um, you know, it's the Carson Wentz experience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> as soon as he starts to look good, yeah, that's when he'll get you. Yep. Yeah. He got. He got. Yeah. If you started him this week, he got you. I I <laughs> I have him in our league, and I I benched him, and rightfully so. I knew things weren't going to go well against Philly. Yeah. Good but goal. you know, maybe maybe I'm still stashing him. I, I still think he has upside matchup dependent. You know? Yeah. No, I I agree. Um. <clears throat> all, all right. right. We, we can move on. Yeah. To our next segment, we'll go over some of the waiver claims this week. It wasn't too hot. However, there were a couple eye-openers there. Um, so is it Romeo Dobbs or Romeo Dubs? I because he's looking like a dub right now. <laughs> I believe it is Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, yeah. Romeo, but, you know. Romeo Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo Dubs. Uh, dude, this guy, he I, on ESPN, it said... He's the first receiver not named Devontae Adams to have eight receptions in a game for the Packers. No way. Yeah. Yeah. For real? That for, can't be real. Since De, since Devontae Adams. Oh, okay. and, okay. and, and this was this was since like <laughs> this was since like twenty eighteen or something. I was gonna say which is no, still I was gonna say there's no way that Jordy Nelson or Greg. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no. But like in recent in the past like it was maybe since 2019 or in the past few years. Yeah. Okay. First, first receiver not named Devontae Adams to have eight receptions. I like that. Which Especially is, yeah. with Rodgers heating up a little bit. Exactly. And I think this guy could definitely get more involved with the offense. Um, he was the top claim this week, picked up by none other than Andrew Fink. Who dropped him on Saturday. Who so. did, yeah. Right. Fink, good claim. Um, it's a little unfortunate that you had to use your first overall claim on a guy that you already had <laughs> but yeah no i think i think um moving forward he's he might he might be someone is fink starting him this week probably dude you didn't need him like i, I was number two on waivers and <laughs> fink, fink snagged him he didn't even need him i i was gonna say that he's uh dobbs the guy that um i think you probably could start this week um I think if you're in Fink's situation where you don't need to, it's probably better to, to wait and see. But, you know, if he if he emerges as the clear number one and Aaron Rodgers trusts him, that's a very important role and a very valuable yeah. uh, you know thing to have on your fantasy. Yeah, team. and he had he had eight catches, eight targets. 100% yeah. catch rate, I mean, caught a touchdown, looked great. And he was thrown to 23% of the time he was running a route. Yeah. Um, that's a high number. Yeah, I'd, yeah for, especially for a rookie receiver. Yeah, yeah. and he... Produced off those targets, I feel like Rodgers is going to get confident with him. I feel like Rodgers is the type of quarterback to pick favorites, yeah. without a doubt. Oh, yeah. and- <laughs> he for sure, he for sure is. And he's such an asshole, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the the infamous thing about Rodgers is that he really he really doesn't trust young guys. He really doesn't trust rookies. Um, you know, going back like Devonta Adams didn't break out till like year three. And again, that maybe that's not all in Rodgers, but same with Jordan Nelson took him sometimes. That's what I mean. Like it, like Rodgers. Rodgers goes to the guys that he knows are going to be open, and he knows are going to catch the ball. Yeah. Like I think, I think, um, was it after week one or after week two? Or so, there was some time here where where Rodgers just like basically called out all the young receivers and were like, oh, wow. guys, like you, like you, you're not going to get the ball if you don't get open. Like Rod, yeah. Rodgers is is that dude where. And he like he he does pick favorites. You know, Devonte Adams was 
clearly the number one receiver on that team. Uh, Jordy Nelson for a long time was clearly the number one receiver. Yeah. You know there who were, it was there were for some, a while? What did you say? You know who it was for a little while? Cobb Money. Cobb Money. <laughs> Cobb Money, dude. Yeah. But, yeah, it's – Rodgers is, is the guy to, to, to pick favorites. And if, if Dubs – or Dobbs? Dubs. If Dobbs can um, – you know, become that favorite and really earn that trust from from Rodgers. He'll be he'll be valuable for fantasy. Yeah, he definitely answered the call there. Um, another waiver claim that we were looking at this week was David Njoku. Um, he looked really good against the Steelers on Thursday night. He caught nine of his ten targets, eighty nine yards and a touchdown. That's twenty three fantasy points. Um, I ended up picking him up after Dobbs was taken. Um, what do you guys think? Yeah, uh, week one, he had one target. Week two, he had five. Week three, he doubled that to ten. Yeah, um, You're seeing an increase in his usage throughout the games. I think he, I think ten, I mean, that's a great number for Joku. He's for a gonna, yeah, yeah, he's going to plateau there, dip a little bit. But I think he's proven himself he's going to stay around that, like, six to nine range there mm-hmm. and continue to produce. Yeah, the Steelers' defense still looked solid without T.J. Watt. and uh, But what seems to be working for that Browns is that short game. They got those two running backs in Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. I feel like I should say Nick Chubb's name first. But, you know, they got those two great running backs. And, um, you know, when a tight end is getting 10 targets, it's looking like that short game works a lot. Yeah, yeah, and if, if you think back and remember to, to when uh, Njoku was drafted, he was a first-round pick. He's yeah. an athletic freak coming out of college. Where did he come from? Uh, Miami, it, it looks like. Yeah, okay. Miami. Um, 29th overall pick in 2017. Uh, it, it's it's taken a little bit for him to you know kind of develop, but the, the athleticism, the skill, the talent, it's all there. Um, and a lot of people thought you know he would play out his rookie contract and, and move on to another team, but the Browns signed him to – a pretty big contract, I think. Yeah. Without a whole lot of production behind it, and some people were like, oh, "That's a little, you know." There's got to be a reason. A little bizarre for that. So, I mean, moving forward, Njoku could be a, you know, a pretty big uh, pass catcher on this offense. Amari Cooper is is kind of their wide receiver one. It looks like. And then outside of that, it's just it's a lot of, a lot of unproven guys. A lot of uh, you know guys that that can get the job done. But Njoku has been there for a while now, and. You know, has the talent and and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think I think that you know, while while he may not be super consistent, most tight ends probably aren't. Right. So, I think for fantasy, yeah, Joku's a, a a good tight end to have moving forward. For sure. Cool, 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 right. cool, 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 cool. All right, we can move on to our fortune tellers. Uh, in this segment, we're gonna go back to week three. And check out how our fortunes um, held out in week three. And we're also going to hit week four moving forward. Don't worry, Fink. We'll, 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 we won't forget to mention your fortune. Jeff, you want to start us off? So I, I said that Eckler was going to go off. Eckler dropped 12. <laughs> <laughs> Not off to a hot start as far as the fortune teller segment goes. Um who knows? Maybe Eckler's just dog shit. Maybe I'm dog shit. We'll never find out. But, yeah, the 12 points, while it was solid, was just not what I was expecting. Let's hope for bigger things out of him going forward. Yeah, uh, yeah no. Um, 
I think, you know, it, it's tough to, like, all these running backs, they're not playing well. Yeah. Like, McCaff- I mean, yeah, McCaffrey still, he hasn't even <laughs> broke 20 yet. Has he? Mm, I, I, I think he got, like, 18, yeah, 19 yeah. last week. Um, Derek Henry finally had a good game last week. Yeah. Uh, looked pretty solid there, but, you know, terrible, still a very bad start. I also shit on Henry last week. During- <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, he did see a higher volume, which was nice. Um, but, you know, those those top-tier running, Jonathan Taylor, I guess we'll get into that in a minute, but, you know, didn't look that great. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it definitely, I'd stick with Eckler. Uh, definitely still has high, a, a good future this season. Yeah, I I'd agree, uh, especially in a PPR league where, you know, I mean, I think I think he has seventeen catches over the last two weeks. I'm not sure if I'm making that up or if that's real. Seventeen. If he does, I, that's pretty good for his it, it, the scores he's putting. I know up. it's a lot, but yeah, I mean, while while he hasn't been super uh, efficient on the ground, uh, I mean, if he's getting those targets and getting those catches, he has a nice uh, safe floor if he's gonna if he's gonna continue to produce like that in the receiving game. Yeah, that's a good point. Can't go wrong putting him in your lineup, but I mean, where he got drafted, you would hope for some more. Yeah, his upside may be maybe a little less than than the where was he in our league? The third third row. Yeah. yeah. So I don't. Who took him? Jake. Jake. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame Jake for that pick. No, I probably pick. would have. It's like, a great pick. Yeah. Fantastic. What you gonna do? Um, yeah, and same like you know again Najee Harris. He, I don't think he's broken fourteen points, but he has. He's got it's like 10 14 12 somewhere along those lines for his first three games but these these top tier top uh ADP running backs have not looked good not looked not looked fantastic they've a lot of them have been solid but not where you want for your first round pick yeah <clears throat> all right i think i'll i think that is a good um leads right into my fortune teller from last week I said Jonathan Taylor would have a bad game. I estimated single-digit points, but he ended up with 12, which is still subpar for a man like Jonathan Taylor. Um, That was very frustrating, as even though he had 12 points, he still took down my Kansas City Chiefs. Um, any, any, Any thoughts on that? Uh, I again, I was at the Eagles game, so I didn't wasn't really watching those games. I was watching on the scoreboard and was very surprised to see the Colts uh, take that game from the Chiefs. Uh, Jeff, did you have any any takeaways? About I mean, he still, the, the thing is, he still had twenty one carries. Yeah, you know, which it, is, in my opinion, the Colts' offense just looks worse as a whole, which yeah. I think bodes poorly for Taylor. Obviously, it seems like there's more three and outs just. Less drives for him to capitalize on, mm-hmm. less touchdowns for him to grab. Like it's just going to be tougher for him to produce like he did last year on this offense. Mm-hmm. It is kind of nice to see his. Uh, I mean, now week week two he wasn't involved in the passing game, but you know his, his week one seven targets, last week five targets. I feel like those are pretty solid numbers for for Taylor, especially with uh, Naeem Hines there as the usual pass catching back. So yeah. at least at least the, the the positive takeaway there for for Taylor is that. He's getting some passing work. Now it hasn't really converted to much. He only has one touchdown on the season. It came in week one where he got thirty one carries. Yeah. But yeah, I think moving forward he'll he'll get right. 
Uh, maybe again, maybe not to to last year's dominant uh, season he had, but I think he's, he's still good. he's still getting high, like a lot of touches, which yeah. is the main thing there. Yeah. All right, Drew. Uh, yeah, and then uh, my fortune teller, I missed badly on this one. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. I had uh, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Stephon Diggs to combine for 80 PPR points. Um, I was expecting that game to be much more of a shootout than it ended up being. The Dolphins ended up taking it 21-19. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, 40 points, I feel like. I, I didn't see what the line was in that game, but I got to imagine the over-under on DraftKings was probably – in the fifties. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. So it was it was and again, I didn't watch that game, so I didn't really see how it happened, but how many how many points did they, they even combine for? Thirty five. Um, Thirty five. Yeah, so geez, they even hit the halfway mark yeah, on that. Hill only had five points. Um Yeah. Did you see uh Tua go down for a bit? I did. I that did was see weird. That. I I saw that so, so what happened there? Did they he got checked out and then they were like, Yeah, he's alright? I guess, yeah. He, he was came, wobbling. He, he yeah, he like <laughs> he came down, got like nice whiplash to his head, right in that soft spot, right in the back yeah, of his yeah, head. Yeah. And he gets up and he's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> you know? And he goes back down. Yeah. yeah, dude, it was nuts. Um, and I'm very surprised. I was like, "Oh, dude, he's concussed." He came back in. He soldiered on. I mean. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the. I mean, he was really wobbling. So I, I'm surprised the the like don't they Dolphins have like independent like. I mean, he came back in. They won the game. The they have those spotters. It happened in the one game. Like it was a big moment. Um, yeah. I can't remember what. Game I, it I know was, what you're talking about. But, but like, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised he uh, was allowed to to come. I mean, he he didn't miss very many plays, did he? No, he only missed maybe a drive. Jeez. Yeah, but. Tua, Tua being a little banged up and... And, and a tough defense. Oh, tough for defense. sure it's a tough defense. But yeah. my when I made that prediction, or, you know, it was kind of a bold prediction, but when I when I made that prediction, I was assuming that the Bills would get up early and yeah. the Dolphins would have to do what they did to the Ravens, which was just completely chuck it. air it out. Just chuck it down the field. <laughs> Hope Waddle or Tyreek ends up underneath it. Just chuck it! <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah, I, I missed badly on that. Hopefully... Uh, as a group, we'll do a little bit better. Fink had one from last week, correct? Yeah, yeah. He had Debo doing, you know, finally popping off. But <laughs> unfortunately, only got twelve points. You know, it's crazy. Me, Jeff, and Fink's uh, fortune tellers from last week each had twelve points. Yeah, that's nuts. Taylor, Eckler, and Debo. And if you and points. if you take my three guys and split it three ways, it comes out to almost twelve points a person. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, that's that nuts. is crazy. Think, get ready, because if my fortune teller for this week amounts to twelve points, you're fucked. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll get into that. We'll we'll start with that when we go into week four fortune tellers. But uh, Debo, he's. He's been consistent, but he's not putting up those Debo numbers we saw from last year. Um, I believe he finished at, our, at wide receiver five last year, but he's only his numbers. I believe he's averaging twelve fantasy points a game. Um, I saw he lined up in the backfield eight times. So, even, like with Jeff Wilson in, they they're kind of um, you know, I guess hesitant to give him like they they want to bring Debo back into the backfield uh, like they were last season. Again, with Jimmy Garoppolo, they're going to try to keep the same structure as they did last season. Um, I'm sure they worked 
a whole different offense with Trey Lance uh, over the summer, but um, unfortunately doesn't seem like he'll be back this year, so it's going to be Garoppolo again, and who I who I love. Just so you listeners know, Jimmy Garoppolo's a fucking beast. But, you know, I was think... He, was he a beast before he started fucking porn stars or just after? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, career record is, like, pretty good. Uh, before the yeah. season started, 33 and 14. I don't know. Uh, I think Debo keeps starting him. He, he's he, The second you think about benching him, he's going to explode. He's an, he's an explosive player. I think he still has... A good season. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it only it only takes you know one touch to really give him a monster week. I mean this this week it didn't work out. He had five carries on the ground and only got six yards. But you know in in the previous week he had four carries and it turned into fifty three yards. Yeah. And in week one he had eight carries for fifty two yards and got a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Which which completely saved his day because in that first week he only had two catches of fourteen yards. So. Yeah. He he'll get involved in both the the running and receiving game, and he's a good enough athlete where he has that upside to you know take one seventy five yards to the house for sure. I mean, like I said last week, I I thought there was going to be a little bit of a recalibration period there with Garoppolo getting slotted back into that offense. Um, so I think it's only uphill from here for Debo. Yeah, I think we're going to see the same thing with Kittle. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He only had six points last week. Yeah. Screwed me over, but uh, yeah, well, I think they'll still both have solid seasons. Yeah, I agree. All right, moving on to week four, fortune tellers. Jeff, we can start with yours. All right, so I have Fink's team 145 points or higher. Yeah. Uh, his season high this year is 124. Um, he's also had some down weeks. The dude's also had terrible terrible luck i think his point differential is 10 points minus 10 points and he has three losses in there he has he has three losses and they were by one three and five or one one four and five yeah his his biggest loss was last week and it was a five point loss to jordan brutal think that's that's uh that's very unfortunate Uh, (laughs) i mean dude he's got a good Team, for, I like especially for zero and three. I think Wilson's gonna have a good week this week against yeah, Vegas. I don't know about all that, but we'll see. I, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. it's a it's a crapshoot with him right now. I don't it, even I just, don't even know what to say about him. I, w- I would want to say it's a divisional game, but it's his first time on that team. That's true. Know, yeah, playing the Raiders. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Um, across the board, I mean, Wilson's. To me, the biggest question mark, but you look down the rest of his team, and I have a feeling all of them are having big weeks. Yeah, for sure. You see a lot of greens there when, when yeah. you look at the opposing yep. team's ranking. And then once you get to week four and beyond, it does seem like that does correlate because you finally get a good sample size of how those defenses yeah. have been playing. Yep. Yeah, and if he, if he gets uh, some pretty good production from Devontae Smith out of the flex, yeah, you know, he's only... ESPN hasn't projected for 13 points right now, but if he has another big week like last week, that that'll be huge. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Fink, you're projected at 132 according to this week, but Jeff has you at 145 or more. We'll see how that fares. I can move on with my fortune teller. Um, this week, I am projecting a great game for Javante Williams. I do think he will hit his boom for this week. I'm 
I'm predicting 20 points or more. Um, the past three weeks, uh, he's got the past two weeks, he's gotten 15 carries a piece. And I think in week one, it was 10 carries. Uh, hasn't scored a touchdown just yet, but I think I think he's due for one here, and especially against a divisional matchup um, or a divisional rival in the Raiders. I think uh, I think we'll see Javante Williams getting the ball a lot, um, considering their rush defense has not looked good the first three weeks. Yeah, and uh, something that could definitely play into Javante Williams this week is. Uh, the practice report today out of Denver was that Melvin Gordon uh, was limited with a with a neck issue in practice today. There you go. So you know, even even if Melvin uh, ends up suiting up this week, I, I don't know how severe this injury is. Yeah. But if he ends up suiting up and you know is on a, on a little bit of a pitch count or you know, the, the Broncos might want to end up leaning on Javante Williams and and I I think Javante Williams is an extremely talented running back and I think he's he's due for a big game here at some point. Not exactly sure when that will be, but I don't fault you at all for for projecting that to be this week. Yeah, I could see it as well. Um, I mean, last week, Melvin Gordon just kind of vultured the fuck out of his touchdown. Yeah. Um, Like, Gordon didn't do that much. He had less than 30 rushing yards. Vulture! He did have a couple of catches, but... Oh, he had five catches, actually. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I got distracted reading stats, but... Yeah, if, like Drew said, Melvin Gordon's a little bit more limited, that leaves a lot of receptions for Williams. It leaves touchdowns oh, yeah. for Williams. Oh, yeah. Um, so big things for him this week. I'm seeing it, too. Absolutely. All right, Drew, who you got? On to the pessimist. Yeah, so we, we, we like to, as a group, have at least one negative and one positive thing. So I'll, I'll be the downer this week. Um my fortune, Debbie Downer. My fortune here this week is Debo that, Downer. <laughs> Dang, dude. What? Debo Downer. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that segment is far past. <laughs> anyway, um, my projection this week is that <clears throat> Najee Harris, while he may not be bad for fantasy, will continue to be inefficient on his touches. And th- this kind of goes back to his rookie year as well. He... He just has not been an efficient player at all. So far this season, he's averaging 3.2 yards per carry, 4.8 yards per catch. He's the, the thing that was so attractive about him last year was he was just the volume king. Like He had, uh, I think, over 300 rushing attempts. He had the most, most carries in the league. He, yeah, most carries in the league. Uh, he had Big Ben, who was never going to ever escape the pocket. So if he's <laughs> if he's feeling pressure, it's a dump down to Najee Harris. You know, just all that volume, I think, really propelled him to that crazy good uh, season he had last year. Now with Mitchell Trubisky, um, Trubisky, while he's not, you know, a super elite mobile runner, he's, he does have a mobility factor to him. He, he can get outside the pocket, extend plays. Um, and with... With how the Steelers have been uh, running the offense so far in the first three weeks, uh, Najee is not seeing anywhere close to that volume that he had last year. So uh, if he continues to be inefficient, which I, I think he will continue to be, it's he'll he'll still be he'll still be a startable fantasy player for sure. And and I think he is a talented running back, mm-hmm. but that that ceiling that you know top five upside. I don't see it un- unless the the offense gets him more involved in the passing game, or if unless he gets more efficient with his touches. All right, so so you said it. 
Last year he was the volume king. This year he's just a volume whore, dude. He's like a crack <laughs> whore just begging for it. Please feed me carries because he can't make anything out of them. He just needs more and more. Um, I don't think they're going to give it to him either. I don't I don't see a bright future for his season. He'll be solid enough to play, but not. he's, he's not going to be rookie season Najee Harris. Yeah, this is kind of a, you know, pointed at me considering I have Harris. But, you know, I can't not – I can't disagree because, yeah, he – the offense is completely different with the new quarterback. The O-line definitely downgraded this past offseason, and it doesn't look like he can make anything out of his touches. Um, and it's really been frustrating to watch. But I do think that there's some upside. The Steelers' schedule isn't crazy difficult moving forward. This week, they do have the Jets. Maybe he'll have a better week. But, um, yeah, he has not gotten off to a great start. And the environment of the offense as a whole is definitely all to do with that. Um, All right, I think that wraps up our fortune tellers. I believe we can move on to the matchups for this week. Yes, sir. Um, and um, fuck it. Let's start with you and me. All right. Me and we've you. Got, me and you. We've got Jeff, the Mater Bader 3000, 2 and 1, versus Sebs, Jimmy Kittle Live, 1 and 2. Uh, let's, let, let's let Drew start us off with thoughts on this before you and me start. All right. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's hear it. Yeah, so... Um, or wait, maybe we should save Drew for last. We let me and Sebs argue back and forth, and then Drew's the unbiased third party. Yeah, it'll be like lawyers in court. <laughs> <laughs> Drew, you're the judge, all right? All right, you guys go at it. Rock, paper, scissors for first. Uh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. All right. <laughs> With scissors over paper. <laughs> uh, yeah, when I'm looking at this, I think Sebs wins flex, and that's about it. <laughs> I mean, gosh, dude, Jimmy Kittle live, Geno Smith, really? Like, okay, I'm sorry, I'm, that's my. I'm, it's not, okay. I'm not hey, I'm streaming this year, all right? Valid. I mean, he is playing Detroit. They don't have a good defense, but I mean, Mahomes wins that matchup. I think we can agree. Uh, I wish, I wish you had anyone but Mahomes. Now we were just shitting on Harris, but he does have. The Jets this week. Yeah, no, so, for sure. If there's a week for him to go off within his schedule, it, it'd be against the yeah. Jets. Yeah, so I I don't know. I could see I could see running backs being a wash here because Connor's obviously stronger than Harris. Nick Chubb's the strongest out of the four of them. I could see it just yeah. washing. You move down the list, I think my wide receivers have you beat. Um, it's tough to say, though. On paper, yes, for sure. Jefferson's been absolutely abysmal these past two yeah. weeks. It's driving me fucking nuts. Pittman, however, had a good week last week coming off an injury from week two. Um, I expect another good week from him. Uh, and If yeah. if I may, actually, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty can. much done. I'm okay. wrapping it up. I still don't know who my flex is going to be. And you, well, I mean, whoever I slot Don't in forget there. to mention Kelsey at tight end. He's pretty yeah. baller. Yeah. But and mm. against the Buccaneers, dude, they're gonna they're gonna be coming for blood. So the Chiefs have it makes marked me a little this. Nervous. The Chiefs have marked this on the fucking calendar since the schedules came out. I'm telling you. I dude. hope you're right. I'm telling you, dude. We're coming for blood, bro. Oh, I'm so hyped, dude. This is gonna be such a good <laughs> game. Holy crap! And it's prime time and everything. 
Oh, all right. Dude. It's time. It's time to run it back. <laughs> all right, now. You, um, you realize that no one listening can see that you're wearing a Chiefs shirt that says run it back. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, the, my, my biggest highlight of my team this week, Chris Olave. I'm very glad I drafted him. Uh, I didn't know who of the Saints receivers was going to emerge as the guy. It seems that Jarvis Landry has taken the back seat there. Michael Thomas has looked good through the first three weeks. And Chris Olave, the past two weeks, combined for 26 targets, 13 in each game. And that is incredibly high, especially for a rookie receiver. Um, very exciting to see. Last last week, 147 uh, pass or receiving yards, 25 fantasy points. Looked fantastic. I'm definitely going with him this week. And uh, I, I mean, they're playing against Minnesota in, in London, so I think he'll be poised for a big game there. Other than that, yeah, it's still. Uh, if, if I'm betting, man, I'll put money on Jeff. But don't be surprised. Don't I won't, be surprised. Dude. I, I was dog shit last week. Yeah, I mean, I was all weeks one to three, but. Yeah. I, okay, you know, I, I'm just waiting for Keenan and Hopkins to come back. You know. Yeah. Know. I'm glad I got you before Hopkins is back. Yeah. But I'll true. get you again once true. he is. Well, and Keenan, dude, Keenan's quite. Uh, if Keenan plays, you know. Yeah, that's true. We'll see. We'll see. He's still questionable. All right. Who would you take out for Keenan? Out for Keenan? Yeah. Dude. Um, oh, man. If, if that's Keenan, tough, if Keenan dude. Play, if Keenan plays and you want to get him in the lineup, you're either going to have to. I take out McLaurin, Olave, it... or Clyde. I guess Clyde or Connor. I'm, I was going to say. I'm running with Harris this week. Yeah. I got I got. I got options. I could I could pass that bitch. Like I, was wait, I was waiting for it. I was I All was right. gonna say it, and then I was like, no, nah, someone else is gonna it's say a, it. You know, yeah. it's a good way to go into the next <laughs> next matchup. Wait, wait, oh, we oh, still oh, got oh, here. Oh, oh, oh. Fucking, the judge. The judge. Speaking yeah. of, Aaron Judge, congrats. congrats tied for number, number sixty one, tied to Roger yeah. Marison's home run record for the Yankees. Very awesome. Pretty cool. Aaron, we know you're a long time listener. Thanks for being here with us. <laughs> I think it, I think it's what he does after games. He gets in the ice bath and, and turns on the squid game. <laughs> of course, he wouldn't miss it for the world. No, 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 no. Anyway, uh, so with these two teams here, Jeff and Sebs, uh, so far on the season has been pretty pretty different here. Jeff is is second in the league in in points scored. Uh, Sebs is ninth. I was gonna tenth. say se- second second. My tenth. No. I, Oh. Dude, I have to be last. You, you might be actually. I have hold to be on, last, dude. On. I haven't broke one ten. I don't think. Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're last dead last in points. Let's go. <laughs> um, so I mean, just taking those two things into consideration, you would think that uh, that Jeff would be a runaway favorite here. Uh, I didn't see it as that. Uh, I do have Jeff winning this one, but I think they're. I think this one's far from a lock. Uh, according to how the lineups are set right now. You guys are actually ESPN's two lowest projected scores on the week. <laughs> uh, I think on Jeff's side, the the flex decision is is gonna is a tough one. Uh, I was looking through your bench, Jeff, and I didn't see anybody who really stood out as someone that was like, yeah, he should you know play him as flex. Um, you know, Mooney's been disappointing. Elijah Moore's been disappointing. 
Um, Elijah so, Mitchell has been disappointing. You know, he's been injured like <laughs> like 49ers tend to be. Uh, on the on the other side for for Sebs, Geno Smith. That's a that's a call. I yeah. I, I actually almost made my fortune teller this week for, for Geno Smith to to reach his projection, which would have been you know, a little on the on the spicy side maybe. Yeah. But <laughs> and he's got Detroit, so so the matchup there is pretty solid. Um, Olave, I think. Now, Sebs, what do you think? Do you think Olave would be better off or worse off if um, if Jarvis and Michael Thomas end up not suiting up? Because oh, way better off, dude. You think you think he's better he's off? Fifteen as, targets for sure. Well, the targets go up for sure, but the defense then it doesn't have to come. I mean, the defense is then going to have to look at Olave and Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara on the backfield a little bit, maybe. They'll be. I mean, they still have the weapons to sp- move the ball around, but Olave. Speedy guy can still get down the field, and Winston likes to throw it deep. Well, yeah, and, and honestly, his I mean, his production did did increase. I think a lot when uh, I think Michael Thomas left this game in the yeah. third quarter, third maybe. Quarter, yeah. So yeah, that'll be that'll be an interesting thing to uh, to track. They didn't the, the offense as a whole did not look good against Carolina, but uh, Chris Olave was able to make the most of his opportunities. Yeah, and that uh, you, you got the Pittsburgh defense this week. Playing against the Jets, who are expected to get Zach Wilson back, which <laughs> could be a downgrade from Joe Flacco. At this point. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, yeah. So I, yeah. I think that, I think the Steelers Steelers defense, I think they can eat against a, you know, uh, a uh, mistake prone rookie or not rookie, but you know, mistake prone yeah. quarterback. He, you know, he wasn't that great last season. He's coming off injury and. Um, he does have some weapons there in New York, but I'm um, I'm sticking with Najee Harris. I'm sticking. I'm going with Pittsburgh defense. I just didn't like the Bills matchup. I'm stashing the Bills defense on my bench. I think that could be a shootout against Baltimore. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I I just like the matchup. Yeah. So when I was going through picking this, I did again pick Jeff, but I don't have. This isn't like a smash confidence go bet it on AJ Sportsbook type of type of matchup bet here. I would say that I'll give Jeff the edge just because of you know what he's done so far, but I think this one's gonna be pretty close. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, we can move on. Next matchup I have here is Oh damn, I didn't see this name. Swift Jack Golf. <laughs> Versus Tyler Rigg, baby. Um, that is uh, Jake versus Mason. Yes. Uh, my initial look at these teams. Mason's team is pretty hot. Unfortunately, he does have to bench Swift this week, but he has Jamal Williams. So he's probably going to get the similar volume, if not more, than Swift did, considering Williams was still getting touches. Um and his wide receivers, you know, it's, it's Jamar Chase, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Uh, has How has Jamar, Jamar Chase still looking solid? St. Brown's been on fire. Kyle Pitts finally had a good week last week. And A.J. Brown has looked great for the Eagles. I, I got to go across the board. I got to go Mason. Not giving, not giving Jake a chance here? Um... I don't know. Uh, he, yeah, his receivers look great. Mason's team is hot, dude. Um, and it's just 
unfortunately, <laughs> Mason's team is hot. He's he's the only three and zero team left in the league. Uh, Damian Pierce. J- Jake just came off one hundred and four point game, dude. Yeah, yeah, I know. One hundred three. Yeah, one hundred three. And a win. And a win. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, for Mason, uh, Pierce had a pretty good game last week. Uh, I think Mason's finally uh, sent Etn back to the back to the bench, as he should. Um, uh, James Burrow. I, I got to say something about that. James, actually, I'll wait till James Robinson comes up later in the matchups. Okay. Well, Willie. Oh, I guess so. whoever's yeah. not starting him is a yeah freaking idiot, dude. Well, I mean, he's on my bench right now behind Cook and McCaffrey. Who's <clears throat> your flex? Uh, I think I have Michael Thomas in right now, but he might not play, so we'll see. Okay, then, all right. Uh, All right, really quick. James Robinson's only running back this year to have a a rushing touchdown in the first three weeks of football. Is he really? Yeah. Yeah. uh, Dude, he's nice. Yeah. He can break off some big ones. So for Mason, uh, Joe Burrow had a really good game last week, unfortunately, uh, against me. And if, if that stack... For Mason starts to get, uh, you know, in sync a little bit. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow that can be that can be pretty dangerous because every Jamar Chase touchdown at that point is worth double with, with uh, Joe Burrow being in there. Uh, on Jake's side, looks like he's going Jared Goff at quarterback this week, which, you know, he's he's had two decent weeks and one really solid week. Uh, quarterback currently the quarterback nine on the season. Um, Devonte Adams is. Still a top 10 receiver right now, despite having a, a down week in week two. Tyreek Hill had a bad week last week. But, again, while Mason's got while Mason's receivers are definitely, you know, showing out more this, this year, Jake's receivers are, are, you know, are not to be slept on. Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and now he's got Amari Cooper, actually, in the starting lineup after two really good, oh, man, two really good games the past yeah. weeks. Both, yeah, both, games, nice. both games, 101 receiving yards and a touchdown. So, again, I didn't I didn't hit this matchup in in the write up yet. Um, I would probably take Mason here, but oh, also a, a little side note about Jake's lineup. Jake is starting Tyler Conklin, who is the tight end three on the season. Damn, it's crazy. Tight tight end outside of Andrews and Kelsey right now and is no, no TJ Watt. No TJ Watt could have another good game. Like. Tyler Conklin is the tight end three like that. That's gross, man. But again, yeah. that's that's where we're at with tight ends at, at this point. Yeah. So yeah, I, I looking at this, I, I'd probably take Mason here. Jeff, what are your thoughts? Uh, when I'm looking at this matchup, I'm, I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I think it's extremely even across the board. I'm going to have Jake winning this in a close one, um, and I think his key to victory here is Cooper having another big game, and I think he will. He's playing the Falcons. So not not a gimme defense, but um, it's doable. Yeah, for sure. He can definitely take advantage of that. Yeah, it'll be a good one. I think this is uh, this might be one of the closer ones this week. I think I, I do like Jake's team. Um, his receivers, Adams and Hill, are great. But Mason's team is hot. We'll see how that goes. I think we can move on. All right, up next we got Ben, my dig small, 2-1 versus Cam, Javaris, Jamar, Javarison, Lamar, 2-1. So I'm expecting a little bit of a down week for Lamar against the Bills' defense, so I could see that being a wash between Lamar and Murray. 
Um, do you think Murray's that trash? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lamar, it's, it's not that Murray's that trash. It's that Lamar's going crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah, he has been crazy. Lamar has Buffalo. Murray has Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, what was that stat? Lamar Jackson has had the most quarterback. Like he, he's had the most fancy quarterback points um, in the span of two games ever since. Like nineteen fifties, these past really? yeah, yeah, holy yeah, yeah. shit! Well, I mean, and, dude, he's been—he went berserk. Oh, dude, in, in our league scoring, he has ninety-nine points in the last two weeks. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh crazy. And in back-to-back two-week span, nine nine total touchdowns in those two weeks. That's Is insane. Lamar Jackson maybe the pick of the draft right now? Maybe uh, at the quarterback position, it certainly seems that way. Um, there hasn't been. I mean, yeah, there. I'm on Rod, dude. I, Maybe, but that was also a trade, like, so it gets a little yeah, that is weird to discuss. Uh, yeah. Cam Cam grabbed him at the back of the sixth round. Yeah, dude. Ooh, he's looking great. He is looking good. I mean, we've seen him fizzle out before. That's true, but, but I don't uh, think they they are. The Ravens are looking pretty pretty nice right now. Yeah. Um. So down week for Lamar, maybe. Um, I think Kim's running backs are obviously going to put in work against Ben's. Um, me and Ben are competing for worst running backs in the league, that's for <laughs> sure. Um, especially if Montgomery isn't playing. Dude, um, starting Stevenson. Ben, what are you doing? Stevenson's been solid. Yeah, yeah. He put up 19 last week. Well, I guess not consistently solid, but 19 last week. I don't blame Ben for starting I, I was there. trying to give him Kareem Hunt for one of his guys, but... <laughs> He wasn't going for it. You're just trying to dish Kareem to everyone. Well, it's just I got four running backs, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to give this one to Cam. Um, I don't think Cam needs a key to victory if Montgomery doesn't play. If he does, I guess I'd say Mark Andrews, don't Mark Andrews. Yeah, and uh, I feel like the thing it's going to be a common thing every week with Ben's team. Um Drew, I believe, said it last week. His receiver is probably going to have great games as long as his team can keep up, which his running backs are looking a little thin. Um, Like his tight end, he's going to lose the tight end battle there with Mark Andrews being really hot, and he only has Fryermuth. Although Fryermuth could still put up double digits. Like, again, his team, ha- the team has to keep up with Cup and Diggs, at least to a certain extent. But Cam's team looks really good. He is currently second in the league at two and one. Although Ben is also two and one, Cam has outscored him by roughly seventy points so far this year. I'm gonna have to go with the favorite Cam. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with Cam as well. Um, I don't know. I don't know if this is necessarily a bold prediction or or uh, or what here, but I, I as it looks right now, I think Cam is the is the team to beat. Yeah, I I think that. You know, Christian what, Kirk has been. That's has that's been where great. I was going next. Christian Kirk has. We talk about picks of the draft. I mean, Christian oh, Kirk yeah. has been yeah. dominant so far. That's true. He might and, have a tough time in Philly, though. Oh, he he very well might have a down week this week. Um, but I think Cam's team looks really solid across the board. Um, as it sits right now, he doesn't have a flex in, and ESPN still has him winning by this matchup by three points. So. 
That yeah, that's now that's I, huge. I will I will say that that Cam's flex decision like Jeff's is is going to be a little bit of a rough one. Uh, Brees Hall hasn't quite got off to the start that Cam would have hoped for. Tony Pollard I think had a pretty good game last week. Yeah, he's gone nineteen and twelve the last two weeks. So there are some options on Cam's bench. Uh, none are standing out as as you know amazing options for flex, but. I think that for Cardwell to to take Cam in this matchup, he's going to need Cups and Diggs to really pull through, and he's going to need things going to need a touchdown from Miles Sanders or you know a good a good rushing performance. Finally, a good outing from DJ Moore or something. DJ Moore has been brutal yeah. so far, and it, it, like honestly, if if I were Cardwell, I would consider putting him on the bench. Uh, Drake London has actually looked pretty good so uh, far. Don't say season. that. <laughs> Sorry, Drake London has looked pretty good this season. Um, I think that I, I think that that would probably benefit him to to make that move. Maybe maybe he wants to see another another week against Arizona's defense, who hasn't been very good. Which you know I don't blame you there. But with Baker at quarterback right now, the the Panthers are kind of sputtering. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, I got to be honest with Drake London. He's he's looking great so far. And I was actually talking to Ben earlier today, and um, he made a good point saying that the Falcons' offense seems like they're going to be passing a lot more down the stretch of the season. And not only will Drake London's numbers go up, but I think Kyle Pitts will will probably see an increase in volume throughout the year. And uh, I really like London. His numbers have been amazing. He's a 15th-ranked receiver. <clears throat> He's dropped 12, 24, and 14. Might be the best rookie in fantasy this year so far. Uh, anyone after Alave's look- big game, is Alave close or no? Alave had single digits. It's it's close, but, you know, London's still looking great. He's the receiver one for an offense that looks like they're going to be in garbage time a lot this year. Um, I think he'll have a – I think – He'll be good moving forward, and he'll probably want to start him over more this week. All right, we're ready to move on to our next matchup here. Yeah. We've got Drew Austin Hoopla, one and two, versus Jordan Gape Danis. I think there's a, an incoming Dude, name. It's so good. <laughs> I think there's an incoming name change for me. I did, haven't gotten to it. Dude, yet, there is no see. fat on Jordan's name. So perfect. <laughs> so fucking good, dude. All right. Drew, you want to start us off? Uh, sure. Um, looking at this matchup, right now ESPN has me by one. Um, again, when I when I look at my team, uh, on paper, I really do love it uh, with you know McCaffrey and Cook leading the way at, at running back. Um, I think that the problem for me so far, and the reason I'm one and two, is that uh, my starting running backs have – been solid but they haven't been you know what what i had hoped at this point i think that they both definitely still have time to turn it around and i think they both will um looking at jo- uh, jordan's team alvin Kamara has been rough i know he missed week two with an injury but his two games that he started six fantasy points seven fantasy points yeah, pretty inefficient on the ground. Uh, not doing a whole lot through the air either, and I don't know if that's a product of of Dennis Allen's offense rather than Sean Payton, or if that's a product of 
Uh, Drew Brees being out, although did Kamara have a good season last year? He probably did. He he had a solid one, not not like he had before, but he also had some injury. He missed a few weeks last year. Okay. Um. Uh. Yeah. I just taking a quick look down the down the lineups here. Um. Jordan has. I do. I know this has nothing to do with the actual output, but I do. I do love it when uh, your team has guys in all the time slots. I don't. I'm not. Oh seeing, yeah. I'm not seeing a. I'm not seeing a Sunday night football. But he's got Thursday. He's got Monday, and he has the London game. So yeah, that, that's that, nice. That's kind. That's going to be kind of stressful for me because I always got to be <laughs> you know watching and figure that out. Um. Man, I. But you have someone in the London game too. I do. I do, which is nice. Uh, I haven't really done a, a deep dive onto this matchup yet, so I, I don't actually know who I would pick in this one. Um, I picked myself the first three weeks, and I'm one and two. Um, what, what do you guys think? Because I, I actually, I actually don't know who's going to win this one. Um, I think Gabe Gabe Davis <laughs> will have a solid week this week, um, considering Baltimore has been in high scoring games, and I don't think this Bills matchup will be any different um i think him and Diggs should have good weeks this week curtis samuel has looked solid i do think we could potentially see a bounce back from once i mean their line maybe not will might not be able to hold up against the cowboys but curtis samuel has still looked good regardless and could definitely see some garbage time there across <laughs> Kamara's due, dude. He's fucking due. Yeah, that's 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 like, the problem. He's he's a really talented running back, and I'm yeah. a little worried that he's he's kind of bottling it in right now. And it's gonna gonna kill Minnesota. I'd love to advocate for Jordan here, but Jalen Hurts. I, that matchup's pretty much equal against Allen. Your running backs on and what do you think of Williams? Let's say Keenan Allen plays this week. What do you think of Williams? Do you consider moving him out of your lineup? The the thing with Mike Williams that I that I knew They're, when I drafted they are him, playing Houston, but yeah, the thing the thing that I kind of knew when I drafted Mike Williams is that he was probably going to be a boomer bust guy. That's how that's how he's been his whole career. Yeah. Um. So I feel like until he strings together a bunch of busts in a row, I don't think I can take him out of my lineup. I think because if you, if you try to predict the matchup with Mike Williams, you're gonna you're gonna miss out on on his boom games. So for sure. You know that he could be a real, a real. Uh, and he's, he's di- still young. Like I would have, I would have thought like he, I don't know. Last week didn't play that well. He had that one great game against Kansas City, but last week eight points, and week one three points. Even though Keenan Allen came out in the second quarter, I, I'm honestly expecting a lot more from him throughout the season. And uh, yeah, as you said, he is a boomer bust guy. You yeah. can't take him out. And, and and with and with him, I think he's. Too talented and too, too much of a part of of the offense to to just flat out suck each week because yeah. I mean they gave him sixty million dollars this offseason for three years yeah like they're gonna use him he's a really talented player I think he's definitely gonna have you know his his high points and his low points and I think that could be a uh, a pretty big factor on this matchup if Mike Williams comes out and has a boom game I'm I'm liking my chances there. Um, I'm looking at this. We have two teams with extremely high-powered quarterbacks. We've also got two teams with 
running backs who have been underwhelming so far. Um, I think that combo makes for a, I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. It's tough. It's tough. If I'm, if I have to pick one, I'm picking Jordan, but this is the least confident decision I've ever made in my life. I have no <laughs> idea. Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Jordan here as well. Sorry, Drew. Yeah, that's, but, that's all right. I, I, I think, yeah, this, I, I do this like, point. I do like. Once again, this is going to be – this will probably even closer than um, Mason and Jake's Jake's matchup, but the, I, it's going to be extremely close. I do like Gabe Davis uh, against Baltimore. I think that will be his key to victory. Yeah. I like that. Key to victory. Can, <laughs> can Gabe Davis gape or will he just stay Gabe? Let's find out this Sunday. Is he playing Sunday? Yeah, he's playing Sunday. There you go. <laughs> All right, we can move on. Um, and our final matchup. Of no, the my week. beer. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff just had a party foul, spilled a, a nice Miller light on the Oh, computer. dude, you're... That's unfortunate. Your fucking sleeve to clean it up? <laughs> dude, now it's just wet. You're wearing a long sleeve tee. Gotta make do. <laughs> All right. Our next and final matchup of this week, we have Jack Smith, Matt Gay, versus the chairman of AJ Sportsbook, Andrew Fink, as Debo Samuel Crabtree. One and two versus 0 and three. One and two, but yeah, man, Fink... Think down there in the basement, even though you know I've I'm dead last some points, but <laughs> you know <laughs> you gotta you gotta, gotta love the matchups. You gotta you gotta really, uh, really. Uh, Dude, I low, could be two and one right me. now. You have a really low win on me for week one. I could be two and one right now. Kittle and Judy were playing Monday night, and that's all that was left. At one point in the game, it was like start of the third quarter. Kittle had six, Judy had three, and I was I was down by two. I was like, ah, dude, I got this. And I didn't, they both finished with those numbers. They finished they? with those yeah, numbers, and I lost by two. <laughs> and I didn't check till the next morning, and uh, it was it was a rude awakening, if I must say. <laughs> there's nothing worse than that waking yeah, up dude. without knowing if you won or lost, and, and, especially when you were probably gonna win. Yeah, yeah, nothing worse. All right, going into this matchup, I mean, we, we've we've been talking about we've talked about Fink's team. Uh, earlier tonight and it looks great on paper you know um brandon cooks I'm, I'm gonna start with him he still getting targets over there in houston debo samuel get to spring but we'll see we'll see how that goes against the rams in primetime football on monday night saquon derrick henry looked both looked great last week um we can you guys you guys can talk about uh, Jack's team, but I, I'm gonna go Fink and go Fink on this one. Finally gets a win. You think Fink gets into the win column? Absolutely. Yeah, I actually also had uh, Fink win in this one. Uh, I think this one's a another pretty close one. Um, I think a lot of it is gonna depend on on which Aaron Jones Jack gets this week. You know, Aaron Jones first three weeks have been. I mean, he's the running back seven right now, but. Nine thirty three five are his finished or his fantasy points through the first three weeks. So, <clears throat> I think Jack needs a a good game on on uh, on Sunday from Aaron Jones to to win this one. Um, Fink's biggest problem is that his guys haven't been you know all s- stringing it together. You know, Darren Waller had 
a pretty solid first two weeks, and it just happened that Derrick Henry had a pretty poor, uh, poor first two weeks. Yeah. I think he needs his his guys to all you know play up to what they can play up to all at the same time. Yeah, they need to suit up this week <laughs> for once. <laughs> yeah, and the, the biggest the biggest thing that's hurting Fink right now actually is is Russell Wilson. Believe it or not. He's the quarterback 24 on the season right now. I mean, that if you're looking at it in a 10-team league, that's not even a – just, just, just purely based on numbers, that's not even a rosterable, rosterable quarterback. But yeah. Let me backtrack a little bit here. Subs, I'm sorry for roasting Geno Smith. This kid's starting Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay, okay, okay. I, I do want to mention I did have a claim in for golf, but I wanted Njoku over – both of them. Uh-huh. So I was fine with Smith or Golf. Honestly, I was kind of surprised Golf didn't get pick up, picked up last week. Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's yeah, he he did. Lions offense looking good. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's do a little uh, a little uh, comparison here. Who would you rather start this week, Geno Smith or Russell Wilson? Full, full, honestly, full of what you've seen so far, matchups, everything. Who would you rather have as your starting quarterback on your fantasy team this week? Um, who, who does uh, Gino play? Carolina. Dude, that's like Gino has. That's like saying Detroit who, and I'm, Russ has Las Vegas. Dude, that's like saying who do you want as your president? Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton? <laughs> it's tough, dude. Let's not get political. <laughs> I think. I think I gotta go Russell Wilson. And it's not an easy choice, which I never thought I'd say about Russell Wilson and Geno Smith. <laughs> like, this dude's claim to fame for a few years was getting punched out by Percy Harvin. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm picking Russell. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go. I mean, Geno, Geno is probably the safer play. He's been better this year so far. I think I would go Russ just because of. You know the 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 upside, what he actually is, what he's proved for over a decade in the NFL that he's a good quarterback. He's a potential Hall of Fame talent quarterback. He yeah. has crazy good weapons right now. Just something's just not clicking there in Denver, and I'm not exactly sure where to put all the blame. I don't know. I mean, Russ hasn't looked good, but the coaching's been kind of suspect too. I would take Russ in in suspect. <laughs> I would take Russ between these two. Uh, for this week, but would not surprise me one bit if Geno Smith outscores him. Yeah, I <clears throat> Geno Smith's playing Detroit. They've let up so many points in the air this season. Um, that's really the only thing that would put me in favor over Smith. But as you said, it is Russell Wilson. We're in Week Four now. He should like. He's got to finally have a good game. Some, he was a good. Point, he was a good fantasy quarterback too. It's not like you know. At, at some point, you got to think that Denver figures this out. But yeah. I at this point, I don't. I don't know what. I don't know what the problem is. It's a. It's it's a struggle, and this will be the. Um, this will be Denver's first divisional matchup this year, and uh, they are going against um, Las Vegas. So I can't really say I can't really pull a divisional card considering, you know, he hasn't been on this team against you know it's not like he played the Raiders uh, twice last season. 
But the rest of his team did. The like, rest of his team if did. His That's whole true. offense is getting wired, and the Vegas defense is definitely going to be amped. Like, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's uh, yeah, that's a coin flip, and only because Russell Wilson has looked like, you know, a wet towel this year, you know. <laughs> but Jeff, did you give your uh, uh, take on this uh, matchup? Yeah, so I mean, I I think I said enough about Fink's team during my fortune tellers. Um, yeah, I have Fink winning this one. Um, I think Devontae Smith having another solid game is his key to victory. And so um, Fink, uh, 0-3, gets three picks from the Squib Kickers. He does. <laughs> is, that, is that what we're going by? <laughs> um, well, before, I mean, yeah, maybe. We'll uh, workshop it. Before we end this episode, I want to add in a quick new segment. Um, it's a very short one. You don't have to back it up. You just got to spit something out. All right. Okay. Who do you think is winning the league at this point in the season? And well, we can... I, I kind of already touched on it earlier. Uh, I Me. Think right, <laughs> I think right now the team to beat is Cam. I think, you know, he's got Lamar Jackson. I mean, if Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews do, like, do similarly to what they've done the past two weeks, like, Cam is going to be so hard to stop with those two. Not mm-hmm. to mention if Jonathan Taylor gets going a little bit. Christian Kirk's been unreal. Like, if Cam can go out on the trade market and, and find a, a flex that he can start every week, He's going to be a pretty tough team to beat, and uh, I, as of right now, I mean, Mason's the undefeated team, so it's, he, someone could definitely say Mason here, but I'm going to go with Cam. I think there's some potential for Ben's team. Uh, I know he's, I'm pretty sure he's been in trade talks with Fink. Um, if he gives up one of his core receivers and gets a nice load for it, <laughs> if he gets you know if he gets a solid solid package for it oh my God. <laughs> dude, dude pick a different way to say this no do All it right. again one more one more if he gets a nice bust I don't know dude okay <laughs> but you know if he gets if he gets some good players out of, out of a blockbuster trade I do think his team could turn around because he has a lot of value there at receiver um, but as of right now, I don't know, Mason's team does look, it's, it's clicking right now, but I, I do like Cam's team better. I just don't know how much Mason's team will keep clicking, you know? So who's, who's your pick if you had to say right now, I'm putting $5 on this $5. Team $5. I don't think the money amount means anything. It's just, if you had to place money. We got to see if Fink will give us odds. I got to. I like for yeah yeah I'll, I'll, we'll we'll reach out to the sports. I gotta go. I gotta go, Mason. I love his trio at receiver. Yeah, Mason, I gotta okay. go, Mason. Um, I believe I had this guy ranked number one in our preseason rankings. Um, the guy I'm about to say, I'm also going Cam. Um, I don't know. Drew summed it up pretty well. I just think his team's scary good. Well, I mean, yeah, Lamar playing like MVP, Lamar. I mean, that's a that's a crazy asset to have. Yeah. Very true. You guys got anything else you want to add for the evening? Uh, nah, not really. Hopefully, hopefully we can get uh, somebody else from the league here on, on in the next few weeks to, yeah. to add another voice to the podcast and, and uh, you know, keep this thing going. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Squib Kick. I'm Sebs with Drew and Jeff. 
Take care. Have a good night. Have a great weekend and uh, go football. Yeah. <laughs>